Hello, welcome to the Axiom Podcast. I'm your host today, Devin Dash, and I am here with a great friend of mine uh, who I've gotten to know over the last 18 months, two years. years yeah. It's been a long time now, um, and actually who I missed your first podcast with us because I had COVID. Had COVID, that's right, yeah. It's Chris Williams, folks. Um, so he's been with us before, Chris Williams, with uh, owner of Agento Agency. Uh, happy to have you, Chris. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, appreciate you having me on. Thanks for for for, uh, for the time. Of course, of course. I I had to pick you for this topic because every time we talk, um, I'm just amazed at how disciplined you are, and you never seem frazzled. You never. You always have a poise uh, about you. Um, I always learn something. Likewise, you know, and <laughs> and you always have uh, at least every time i hear you you are a stickler and you talk about time and task management so we had to talk to the king of time and task management today uh for our time and task management podcast i appreciate the moniker the king i don't know if i'm the king but uh i'm 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 pretty good at it you know i'm I'm, uh i'm a stickler on time absolutely uh but i also get better at it every year you know i mean I, i i find shortcut or shortcomings and i flaws and I and I correct them and, and clean them up so well I'm excited to get into some of those today because if any any new thing that you've learned is is gold for our listeners so um oh and I want to start I want to back up a little bit. I want to start because this is the second time you've been on the podcast um the first time it was a, it was a I was not there uh, I had COVID I fully planned to be there yeah. um and so normally we ask our guests to share a little bit about their story and about their business and let everybody give everybody a context for who they are and what they do. But we're not going to do that this time because we've already done that. Um, so I encourage you, if you're listening and you haven't, go back and listen to episode 68. Uh, it's on the website. Um, you can, I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, but So I'm not going to ask you about your story, but I do want to switch it up and ask you about what's new in your life. What's new in my life? Yes. Um, lots of things are new in my life. You know, my daughter just turned 11. Uh, so she's, uh, I know, I know that's not technically a teenager, but she's, she's a teenager, you know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like my five-year-old is close to a teenager (laughs) at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, you know, a whole new, whole new endeavor. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's weird having your, your adolescent child text you, you know, (laughs) it's just different. I don't, I don't know. It's something new for me. Um, going on two years of marriage, that's doing, you know, wonderful. So excited about that. Um, What's new? I don't know that there's anything new. It's just all the stuff that I've had going on for a couple of years are, are maybe I'm more comfortable with them. I'm able to um, take a deep breath and manage them successfully. And uh, and so that's nice. Um, mm. New, new, new. I'm speaking at uh, the Lakewood Ranch event in, uh, in July. Oh, uh, yes. Event, and I'm super excited for that. You are an advertiser through and through. Um, yes, I will. I will include a link to that in the description as well. Sure. Um, so people can come and listen to you talk about. Why don't you just give us a little bit of, of a buzz? Because the next question was going to be projects that you're working on. So that is uh, that's that fits. One. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, July 13th. Uh, I believe it's at the SCF building here in Lakewood Ranch, which I have not had the pleasure of going to uh, before. So I'm gonna have to drive there 
you know, beforehand to make sure I don't get lost the morning of. Well, you're actually a stone's throw away from that building here. Uh, so it's you just here, right? Turn, nearby. turn right and you're there. Okay, perfect. For our listeners, that day makes no sense. No, but they won't recognize that, but yeah, it's nearby. Um, yeah, we're going to speak about how to engage an audience that has exponentially changed. And so, you know, all the things that we're going through in terms of technology shifts and things like that, that stuff was going to happen, like people being more comfortable on social, more comfortable with Zoom. Um, those things were always going to happen, um, but COVID kind of sped them up. Mm. And so, uh, especially here in South Florida, the audience that a business would advertise to 10 years ago has really changed. You have young people migrating to the area. You have older folks who uh, are more comfortable with like digital platforms, mm. voice assistance, things like that. And so the way that you would reach them 10 years ago, very different than the way that you can reach them today and, and into the future. And so we're going to talk about why that's happening and uh, how a small business can, can stay in front of that and, and, and outshine their competitors, so to speak. So I told you we were going to go on some rabbit trails today. Sure. And that's one of them. We talked. We were talking before the podcast, and you were leading me down this pathway that is completely business, right? This this new tool that you're using is 100% business innovation and research. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm sure you put it in your R and D budget. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's virtual reality. And tell me, tell our listeners a little bit more about our conversation just before we started recording. Yeah. So I I picked up one of the. Quest Meta or Meta Quest 2 or whatever they call it. It's a VR headset. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, when I sit down and I talk with clients, I always tell them that not only are we going to help you with stuff today and, you know, next week, next month, but we want you to be prepared for stuff that's 24, 36, 48 months down the road. Uh, and so I, I had this bug in my ear about picking one up and learning, you know, what that's all about, what that VR world is all about. Um, lots of stuff that you can do with the VR headsets. Um, I'm not necessarily a gamer. I don't have a a PlayStation or any of those things. So that that really didn't call to me. Uh, but I wanted to understand how it worked, become comfortable with it and find ways that marketing and advertising could be applied to it in the future. It's not really there yet, but where it could be in the future. And you know, in the meantime, I you know we'll we'll from time to time play eighteen holes in VR world. <laughs> How long does that take you without the walking? About thirty minutes. Oh, yeah. So a couple times a week, I'll have my lunch. I'll get done quicker than normal, and I'll think, uh, yeah, let's get eighteen in, and so I can play eighteen, and it's fun. And we're brought full circle, right? There's time and task <laughs> management. The fact that you have thirty minutes in your day, well, during your lunch break, right? It's a working lunch. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. work. Whatever. It's work. No, we're not going to go there. We're not going to say it's, that you're it's playing. All for, it's all for research, people. That That's right. That's right. <laughs> How is the golf game? My golf game? Yeah. It's still tragic, but, you know, it, I'm I'm at it. I played Saturday and, you know, I played okay, I guess, you know. But uh, I'm getting better every every week. Get a little bit better. So. Are you noticing a, a, a different, like an improvement in your actual, like, real world golf game? Because of the virtual, or I think so. Be uh, mostly on um, uh, putting, mm. so it's it's very realistic, and um, but you know if, if you if you hit a drive, you know I don't drive the ball very far at all, and on the on the headset it goes like two hundred and something yards. I'm like well, that's not real, but the putting is very real in terms of 
the pressure, the power that you use, the direction of the club face, all that stuff is, you know, really comes into play. And so, um, the more I do that, I see it, I see it transferring into the real game. So that's cool. But again, people, it's all research. I promise. Yeah. Well, it's research for your program <laughs> that you have coming up. want to, want to draw our listeners back to that. Cause that's yeah. where we started. So it's research for the program you have coming up, how you're going to engage a changing demographic, um, how businesses can do that because you're right. Like we, especially here in South Florida, the housing market, you know, there's still questions about, is it, is it at the, you know, top of the tip of the iceberg? Is it going to fall down? I don't, I don't know, but we definitely have had a lot of growth, a lot of change and just, uh, our communities, our customers look different. Um, there. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of the things that we'll talk about is, is definitely all that. And, you know, you, it's funny you said that we don't know what's going to happen with the housing bubble, right? But regardless of what's going to happen as a business owner, you have to be prepared to to reach your audience, no matter which direction it turns. You, you've got to be prepared. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about how to how to get in front of that, no matter what happens. Well, thank you. That I mean, those are some cool projects, and it's not like you have nothing going on in your life. You have uh, yeah. research and development. You got your work <laughs> at Agento. You have. Uh, programs that you're doing for the Lakewood Ranch Business Alliance, which is a local chamber of commerce here. If you're a listener and you're listening from out of state Um, and that's not it. Right. So I'm kind of building a case here. I want to set more of the stage for today. You're also working at volunteering in a couple of different capacities. And I want, I want you to flesh out a little bit more of your roles and responsibilities at the, on the, on the boards that you sit on. So tell me a little bit about each board and what your role is and what the responsibilities that go along with those roles are. Sure. So uh, I am uh, the chairman of the board at the Manatee County Salvation Army. And when I took that position, the board was, um, I don't know, maybe six or seven deep. And two or three of those were lifetime members. Great folks, but they'd been on the board a long time. They're not... Uh, you know, they weren't going to go out and uh, pick up a shovel, per se, <laughs> Just, you know, know what they wanted to do. And I get that. Uh, part of my mandate was to uh, grow that board and, and find uh, people who are passionate about the mission, uh, but that could also bring their, their skills and their talent to, to further that mission. So uh, as far as jobs, uh, it's, a, it's just a little bit of everything. Uh, whatever the organization needs, uh, I'm trying to fulfill. Uh, I still serve dinner there every other Wednesday ish. Mm. It used to be every week, but uh, it's hard to find the time. So every other every other week, I get over there serve dinner, uh, and then I'm the vice president of the board at Parenting Matters, which is an organization that um, strengthens families through parenting education here in Manatee and Sarasota County. Uh, I've been on that board about six years, and so um, most of my roles uh, there come back to like my marketing experience and things like that, helping yeah. them to uh, further the mission digitally uh, where, wherever possible. So I've uh, had some su- some great success there, um, you know, helping them to further the mission. They were in Manatee when I started and grew into Sarasota. Um, but, you know, as, as the organization has a need, you know, your, your, your roles kind of evolve. And so last, last month we had to recruit and hire and interview a, uh, uh, for a new executive director and, and we were able to do that successfully found a great candidate and uh you know now it's getting her on board and getting her getting her uh uh comfortable and 
so she can hit the ground running and <laughs> yeah. she has so yeah yeah well and and i want to paint the picture right we all live in reality and so you don't just work you mentioned your 11 year old daughter uh i'm 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 assuming here but involved in extracurriculars with her she you know sure, getting sure. her tuned from school things like that um and and again i don't want to overstate this but the many hats that you wear as the business owner of agento right so 100 yeah, there's a lot going on in your life and and I, I, not to cut you yeah, off go ahead I'd be remiss if i didn't say you know all those things i'm doing with my daughter uh and and it, uh, other places in life too that, like there's no way i could do them without my wife like she's holding me down she's my rock you know so uh especially with with raising a daughter i mm. i don't know anything <laughs> about that so uh she's she's just been an incredible asset so don't want to forget that that is awesome i think you're in brownie points uh for that one for there sure we'll get her we'll get her to listen <laughs> we'll we'll tag her when we post this there we go and um but you called her an asset so i'm 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 assuming that's a good thing like I'm, she I, you know i was in business mode okay business i got you i got you well that's forgivable that's forgivable <laughs> Um, so it obviously takes a ton of organization, I think one, but we're not, we're not in an organization podcast today. We're not talking about organization, maybe, maybe to some extent, but we're talking about time and task management and there's a lot of roles, a lot of responsibilities with different boards, you know, outside of projects that you take on, um, in your business, you know, for your business, for Agento. Um, it, it goes without saying that you either have to be crazy um, <laughs> or you have to be, you know, have, have an, a skill and you have to grow that competency of time and task management in order to be able to take on more of these roles, not just in business, but in the community and serving the community. Um, and w- we know you do that from our last podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I want you to kind of, with that said, I want you to take me back to the place where your tenacity for time and task management started where my tenacity for time like, management started you were know, you were you born this way or absolutely not no <laughs> no, <laughs> no really no no i was notorious for like showing up to class late i, I played basketball in college I would, I would get to practice late and have to run i was notorious for that stuff um honestly it probably started i, you know, I lost my father in oh seven hmm. and a young guy you know he's a little bit older than i am now i guess and Realizing that, um, listen, I, I, I predicated my business growth growing, you know, when I started on outworking the competition, right? No matter what they had, no matter what they could do, they could not work me. Mm. I worked day and night. There's nothing that, no way that anybody would stop me. What I realized when my father died was that no, no amount of work I do, I can't earn any more time. Right. Like I can earn more money. I can earn more business stability, more this, more that, more recognition. But I can't earn any more time. There's always 24 hours in a day, seven days a week, 365 days in a year. And I don't know how many more of those that I'm going to get. And coming to that realization, I just became obsessed with like making sure every single minute of my day counts. And, And when I say that, I mean, whether that's time that I'm allotting to my family or time that I'm allotting to the business, or to, to a nonprofit, or whatever it is, every single minute I want to count. Now this isn't on the script, but I, I, if you allow me, I'd, I'd love to go there for a second. Sure. Was your dad in business? Was your dad uh, uh, focused on time and task management? Did he have that mentality of 
look, I can't have any more time or was it? I think so. You know, my, my father and I, um, he lived over in Melbourne. Uh, we were close, but we weren't, you know, that close, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. my folks split up when I was a, a real young kid. Um, he was in the service, so maybe there was some of that, you know, because that's that's just kind of part of living life as a as a member of the service. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I guess we never really talked about it when he when he was here, uh, and I didn't really notice it until, you know, probably about a year after he after he died, and I was coming to grips with it. Yeah, just processing it. All? Yeah, processing mm-hmm. it, you know, and uh, and it just hit me like I I don't know if I'm gonna be here tomorrow, so I'm gonna maximize every single minute I get, every minute. So there's a prioritization too that comes from that. You know, you talked about it's not just you understand you have a limited amount of time, but you didn't you didn't just say okay, okay, well I'm going to work harder in the business and I'm going to make sure I spend more time in the business, which was your mentality originally, it's like nobody's going to outwork you. Right. It actually sounds like it put things in perspective where you're like, okay, there is a limited amount of time. You're not going to outwork me, but I'm also not going to devote and allocate all of my limited asset of time to just work yeah 100 percent. you know because when you <laughs> when you do that you'll you know you burn out or whatever <laughs> yeah. so and that goes back or, or brings us to where we'll probably get down the road is what you're doing with that time you know yeah. if you're burnt out you're not going to be fruitful during that time and and i don't want that either so yeah no i will definitely get there um so hopefully I plan on driving the conversation that way a little bit. I think it's an important aspect of time and task management for sure. Um, and something that our listeners can benefit greatly from, especially as business owners, right? Like they, most of them who work with us have come to us because they are frustrated from getting pulled in a hundred different directions. And right. they, they have sensed that I don't, I literally don't have enough time to do all the things that I need to do. Um, and maybe the business is performing well, but I, I need I need some help and you know they they've asked us to come in and, and walk alongside them to to recapture and and reprioritize help them reprioritize their time for their highest and best use yeah um, and and you know thankfully some of our our ideal customers some of our ideal clients are rave and and have testimonials for us about how they have done of just course. that they've re- recaptured some of their time and uh, but this isn't about us. This is about Chris Williams and his expertise in time and task management. So <laughs> you, your new discipline was really born out of a lesson that you learned reflecting on your father's passing. Yeah. Um, what, what were some of the first things to change? Like what was the first discipline? If you could think back to hmm. change. The first discipline was, uh, I use the process, I believe it's called like time blocking. Um, and so, mm-hmm. and I, and part of it I still use today. I, I was just telling uh, an interviewee that we had in our, one of our video series that on Sunday night, you know, I sit down, I plan my week, but I plan it like an employer. Gotcha. For employee Chris Williams. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so you kind of take a third per- third party approach or Very third much. person approach and go, okay, Chris, your job for this week. This is Yeah, this is what you're going to do on Monday and this is what you're going to do on Tuesday and so on and so forth. And, and, and so I block off certain amounts of time that are going to be needed to, to accomplish those tasks. And then during the week, I, I put on my employee hat, you know, and, and I look at my agenda and I say, okay, well, this says that I have to, you know, the boss says I got to be here <laughs> at this time. I got to work on this. And there's obviously a good reason for doing that. 
So <laughs> I better follow these instructions. In my better judgment, <laughs> right. I realized that this is what I should be doing. Exactly, exactly. And so that, that was probably the first discipline. Yeah. So what causes the biggest rub? Like, I love that practice, by the way. I think it's something super... It's just effective, right? We and, and it's something that we were actually, as a team, we were talking about this morning in our meeting. Um, again, a, a small rabbit trail here, sure. but just from the perspective of as we think think through issues that our clients might face or are facing or have faced, one of them is hiring, and you know one of the one of the disciplines that we encourage all of our business owners, uh, whether you're a, cl- a client or not, to do is when you're thinking about onboarding, right? We always get focused on the hiring process, the interview process, making sure that they have a clear job description. And it's like, great, they start and they immediately go into training. Um, and it's like, okay, well, what are they training on? Well, they're just going to sit with so-and-so for this day, you know, and just like a shadow, shadow them, right? Yeah. And the the time blocking, if you apply that practice and you apply that discipline to the onboarding process, it's actually more effective because you can say, okay, as an employer, what task or what activity is Jane or John or Billy, whoever, right. doing for the first 40 hours of while their they're time? Being shadowed. Right. Why they're yeah. being shadowed or why they're shadowing somebody? Like, how should they be thinking about this block of time and what should they be doing? What should they be accomplishing? So we tell business owners, like, hey, if you're onboarding people and they're, you know, they're pretty, whether they're a key position or not, Map out their first 40, day, 40 hours. Yeah. 100%. Map out their first five days. Map out their first 14 days in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the expectations that you have of that? So, time blocking, I love that tool um, to apply not just to time and task management, but also, yeah, it's a great helping idea. keep you organized. So, what's, I want to, I want to stick there though, still for a second. Talk to me about the rub because I imagine, right, as an employee, yeah, you have different priorities than you have as an employer. So where do you find the biggest rub of the practice of time blocking on Sunday when you go to the week? Where do you find the rub to be? So there's a couple areas. Obviously, your mentality, like some days you really on fire to do a, you know, a certain task or, or whatever. And some days you're just not, you know, whether that's because you didn't sleep very well the night before or, or whatever. Right. Somebody cut you off on the way, whatever. Um, so that's part of it. <laughs> Somebody cut you off and you just go, I'm, I'm going home. I'm going home today. Yeah. So look, that's part of it. Um, I've kind of reached the point where I'm able to just say like, whatever mm-hmm. you, you, you're supposed to do this today, Tuesday, whatever, get it done. Um, but obviously the, the burnout is part of it too. You know, when you, when you reach a certain amount of hours in a week, a month, a year, whatever, you know, sometimes you're just not, you're just burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as I mentioned earlier, I, I, I find flaws or rubs, right? Yep. And find ways to correct them. So, you know, not to leave out of your, uh, your rabbit hole, but that's okay. Um, you know, what I, what I realized about two years ago was, um, I would, I would get burnt out late Wednesday, early Thursday, right? Like mm-hmm. just following this, this guy, Chris, his, his schedule from Sunday night, you know, I'd get burnt out or whatever. So I started using what is called the Pomodoro method. You familiar? Yeah. Love, love, love Pomodoro. Method. Right. But- so I still time block, but I use the Pomodoro uh, as a, as motivation. You know, how many can I get done in a single day? You know, I kind of try to challenge myself to be yesterday's Chris, 
you know, so that kind of, that's helped me at least to overcome the burnout and eliminate some of that rub. But I'm sure later on this year I'll find something else. No, I I love that. I want to. It's uh, completely fine that you're you're going there. Uh, but for our listeners, they might not know the Pomodoro method. So sure, walk them through that. Um, sure. So walk them through that. Yeah, Pomodoro method uh, is you'll pick a, pick a task. You know, so you've got a project you're working on. You'll pick a task and within that project, uh, you'll set a timer for 25 minutes. And during that 25 minutes, you do nothing but that task. You don't answer texts. You don't check your tweets. <laughs> you don't, you know, you, phone calls come in. You, you silence them. Do not disturb all that. Mm-hmm. You're, you're focused on nothing but that task for 25 straight minutes. And when the timer goes off, you set a five-minute timer, and that's your break. So you can know tweet or, or go on linkedin go get a snack go to the bathroom whatever mm-hmm. when that timer goes off you start all over again you pick another task set another t- 25 minutes and off you go right so you have these compartmentalized sections of your day to to get stuff done and and what i find is when you're doing it you're hyper focused on just that task nothing else matters just that task now one thing i'm not familiar with is the science behind the pomodoro method so I'm curious, it, do you feel like there's a part of you that just knows you have the break coming? So it, it helps to alleviate some of the pressure of, man, I'm never going to be done with this or oh, I'm not at a stopping point yet. And so, I mean, cause I, I get there where we, I'm focused on a task mm-hmm. and there's like, I don't always use the Pomodoro method. I have actually gotten away from it if I'm honest. Um, but I can go into a task and I can go head down for three hours, right? And for whatever reason, you know, sometimes I get out from that task and, or maybe a project at that point, if it's mm-hmm. three hours of a working session and I feel like, man, I like, is there more that I could do? Is, is am I finished? Right. And, and so my get, like, I'd, I'm curious now I'll have to go look this up, but to, to understand if there's the, the knowledge that you are getting a five minute break coming, that there is a going to be a breaking point if it's something psychologically happening where you are, are hyper-focused, but you can't just leave it, you can't just go 25 minutes and then be like, oh, yep, psh, done. Done, right, unless it's actually done. Unless it's actually right. done, but you you find you go, okay, what am I going to get accomplished in this 25-minute session because you, there is a closer endpoint. And so you don't, you don't draw things out, but you're diligent and in, in saying, I can't bring more work to the task because I'm mm-hmm. going to have to go and do a five minute break. Yeah. I'm, pr- I'm sure that psychologically that's part of it for lots of people. I think for me, it's, uh, w- marking that off, checking that, that task off, getting it out of my face, <laughs> yeah. out of my inbox or whatever it is. Um, when I look at, at the timer as the, as the task is progressing and I see there's only 12 minutes left, I got to get this done. Like, so for me, I, I don't want to have to set a second timer if, if it's not needed for right. this task, I want to get it done now. And I only got 12 minutes left to get it done according, you know, to this timer that I, you know, this discipline right. that I have. Right, right. So it's almost, and I'm competitive by nature. So <laughs> it's almost like you better get this done. Got to beat the timer. You got to beat the timer. Exactly. So is there, also a provision in the Pomodoro method to have multiple tasks in a 25 minute session, or would it be, for example, like, okay, I'm going to answer email for the next 25 minutes. Sure. And I'm just going to, 
I'm going to cook through as many I emails as I can. In yeah, I can see that. Minutes. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there's some some times where, let's say, a project has two tasks remaining, right? And I only am focused on one, but I get it done in eight minutes or ten minutes. I'll take that other 15 minutes and, and work on tomorrow's tasks or, or whatever for that specific project because, you know, I've, I've got the, got the leeway. I've got the time left over or whatever. So yeah, I could see where there's a, you know, a way to have multiple tasks or like you said, checking email because we all know that's, that's a mountain in itself. That's a black hole. Yeah, exactly. So, but if you use the, you know, going on what you're saying, if you use the Pomodoro method to check your email, not only are you allotting time for it, but you're minimizing its influence on the rest of your day. Right. So if you say, I'm only going to check email for 25 minutes at, you know, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. or 3.30, whatever, then at 12 p.m., you're, you're not looking at your inbox. And if the ding goes off, right, you're not paying attention, you know, exit out, whatever, you know, you're not paying attention to it. So it's a smart move. So we can't we can't really talk any further about time and task management and this, uh, the Pomodoro method or any other method. Are there any other methods that you use before I go on? Man, um, you know Pomodoro Sunday night, Sunday night. You know, setting up the right. Week. We yeah, the, yeah. the time blocking, setting up the week. Right there. I mean, it's a lot of these things cascade from one another and and you can't really have good time and task management practices without the other. And we're we're yeah. gonna get to all of these. Um, Another one, I, as you're, I was asking the question and I thought of an answer, um, is the Eisenhower method. I don't, I don't know, know if it. it's, I don't know if it's, um, President Eisenhower actually came up with it. Uh, that's what I, I don't even know if it's called this. This is what I heard it was called, yeah. but it's a two by two matrix where you essentially block off projects or tasks into and categorize them into four buckets. Okay. Um, and so at the top left, hand corner of the the matrix the two by two are tasks that are important and urgent okay right and that's that bucket is anything that's in that box is a to-do box like it is a priority um and then so the top left corner is urgent and important items then you move into let's say the, the second box going clockwise that box it, the next box then is non-urgent but important important items priority yeah. right so there are things that you schedule um and i can include a like a little pdf it's not going to be pretty but i'll include a pdf <laughs> of this two by two one that we've created for clients um or you can just look it up on just, google like eisenhower right yeah eisenhower method it of might, time and task management it might be something similar to what i use i don't use a matrix but like in my day i guess people can't see this but like they here's can. my day like so must do list and then priority, which is like, like you were saying, like important, but not urgent. Like, so each day okay. I, I have, I have a must do list and then a priority. I'd so the like must do list done. is an urgent list, exactly. urgent and important. Exactly. Priority lists are, Hey, these are things that I've have a free time, spare time to, for. Right. I need to get it done, but it's not as urgent today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, it sounds like the, it sounds similar to the Eisenhower method. You guys can Google it. I'm not going to include a picture in the show notes, but yeah. So it's important items that are not urgent and you schedule those. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so this is, goes, goes to your practice of uh, your discipline rather intentional about that word of Sunday night looking at your priorities and going, okay, 
if you're if you're using this method or using some other method to track all your projects and to do's, which we'll get into in a little bit, is okay. I I don't have time for the this week, um, but it is important, so I'm gonna schedule it and put it out maybe next week. Yeah. Um. So that's that's important or urgent, but not important. Or important, but not urgent. Forgive me. Uh, and then the bo- the box below the important urgent box is obviously urgent but not important okay and this one this one is where i think a lot of our leadership teams that we work with find it like the most eye-opening like this is the most eye-opening for them because they realize that's all the stuff that you they should be delegating oh interesting. because it's and by importance right we're, we have to clarify what we mean by importance meaning it's not it's not my highest and best use the work is probably important but it's not important to me mm-hmm. um, maybe it's important to somebody else um, but it, I, it's not my highest and best use. So it's urgent, but it's not important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's work that you delegate. Right. Um, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to think of some examples. Um, but let's just say like sending checks out, right? right? Sending out invoices. The result is urgent. Right. And in most businesses, we have a payables department, receivables department that will track all this stuff. But is it, is it so? Is it important? Yeah, it's extremely important for the business. Right. Is it important for the controller or the CFO to be doing that stuff? No, it's no, not where but, they're most profitable. No, it's that's we want them doing cost benefit analysis and uh, thinking big picture about the business, mm-hmm. business's financial future. So that's where they would say, okay, delegate that to somebody else, um, and that might mean hiring some some new people because you realize nobody in the organization has capacity. Um, might not, I'm not saying it always includes that, but that's the delegate box, yeah. right? So, um, really important if you start prior, like bucketing out all of your projects and tasks, when you find that, oh, there's some things that I, aren't really important for me to do, but they're urgent. Now you know where you can, what you can, delegate. can delegate. Yeah. I like it. Um, your, your people won't because now there's more work on their plate, but <laughs> they won't mind. They're, they, they're happily employed. That's right. And then the last box is the parking lot. Um, and the parking lot is the non-important, non-urgent items. So uh, some some bad examples that I've heard in the past of items that go in the parking lot are like vacation. Um, oh, okay. And I, I, I would, you know, the pushback that I've heard against that is like, well, vacations are important. And I agree, like vacations are yeah. important. But maybe they're not like if you have different Eisenhower matrix for different contexts of your life for example maybe you're super organized and you're like here's my eisenhower two by two for work here's one for home personal um your your vacation family vacation is not going to go in your work it's going to go context yeah yeah so um i don't know what else anything else like in the parking lot um probably just like like well i think home tasks so like things you have to remember like calling certain people or you know, uh, you know, don't forget to pick up such and such on the way home or you know, stuff like that. That's important. Right. You don't want to forget, but it doesn't have anything to do with the business. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, that's, that's one, that's another method. Uh, I like it. Rabbit trail, Pomodoro method and the Eisenhower method, um, two kind of tools or, or disciplines or, or methods for managing your time and your tasks. Um, but let's take a little bit more into some disciplines. Um, Let's let's talk about building off of this weekly Sunday routine of scheduling yourself. 
yeah. for the week. What other calendar management disciplines do you incorporate? Uh, well, well, two others. You know, I I do sit down Sunday night, uh, and I and I treat that time as pretty sacred. You know, my wife and and daughter will will you know either they're doing something on their own or maybe they'll run up to the store do some shopping whatever. But I get that alone time mm-hmm. to to plan the week, right? Um, that way I can focus on that and nothing else. Uh, and then daily, I'll I'll um, after my workout if 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 I'm if I'm being good mm-hmm. after my workout. What I'll, time is uh, this in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being good, it's at six. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll I'll sit down with my I use an iPad. You've got a remarkable. I've been thinking about switching to that guy. They're pretty sweet. Yeah, they are. Um, but I'll sit down and I'll look at what is on my agenda in terms of where I'm supposed to be and what tasks are on you know the must do list and the priority list for that day. And then I'll I'll look at where the where the time blocking was initially set up because like. If it's a Thursday and I set this up on Sunday, like inevitably, you know, somebody will book my time for a Zoom or, mm. you know, I'll have, you know, new tasks that arise or, or fires to put out, whatever. Um, so I'll, I'll look at what I had prepared and I'll I'll tweak if needed um, for that specific day. Gotcha. Right. Each morning. Uh, and then at the end of the week, usually Friday in the business, I'll actually let me take a step back. As the day goes on, I'm kind of auditing my time. Okay, so if it says I'm going to work on task one at 10 a.m., mm-hmm. did I do it? If so I'll check that off. If not, you know, I I put like a like a I don't know what you call the O with a slash through it. You know, what, that accounting term. The, the o I have it. no clue. Yeah. I, th- I just call that a zero. It's right? a zero. It's a distinction between it. a you missed it, dude. That's a letter right. O and right. a zero. Big red O with a slash through it. Right. Gotcha. And so. I'm doing that to audit my time so that I know, A, I missed it. This needs to, you know, carry on to tomorrow or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but why? Like, how come I missed this one right here? Did, did a call huge. come in? Did I let somebody else take my time? Did I, you know, uh, play 36 holes on the, on the <laughs> VR? No, that doesn't happen. But, <laughs> but, it, but, you know, why did I, did I miss that? And at the end of the week, I'm going to look back at that, that auditing and see where can I improve this? Why, why did I lose this half hour? What was I doing here that I could alleviate in the future so that I don't do that in the future? Those are, those are some of the things I do. No, I, I th- we, we, man, I love, I love the reminder that auditing uh, your time. So the time audit is something that, that is an absolute remarkable, not to, not to oh, use yeah. that term again, but <laughs> it, it is a remarkable, um, practice and introspection and reflection yeah. to look back and say, but you can't do it. I mean, you literally can't do this if you don't first set up your ideal week or at least do a day where you say, okay, here's the most important things on my list. Here's the tasks, right? Here's the calendar meetings that have, are pre-scheduled, right? So in our world, we, we have meetings on the calendar in advance. Certainly. And for me, I don't know about it for you, but like if somebody asks for a meeting the day of, uh, like yeah. that white space is already accounted for with, yeah. with projects. And I'm, I'm actually looking forward to being able to go head down there. But, um, in the case where you get up in the morning and you do have some white space in your calendar where there's no meetings, mm-hmm. um, you're, are, are you then filling in that with the most important tasks for the day? Like the must do's hundred percent. Gotcha. And, yeah. and then 
they're actually living in the calendar. Mm-hmm. And your your audit is to go back through and to say, did I get it done or not done? Yeah, 100%. Did I get it done? And even like, you know, what I'll do is, uh, you know, if I have things, uh, you know, when we were talking Eisenhower, like some mm-hmm. personal things or whatever, like I need to call this person. I'll put that in my ca- in my agenda for the day. You know, two o'clock, I should be finishing this up and work, you know, beginning to work on this. Call this person then. Like, I'm going to mark, you know, did I I get it done? Did I not? And if I'm not taking the time ahead of time to schedule, you know, whether it's Sunday night or the day of to schedule the day, then I can't, as the day goes on, audit it and say, well, I wasn't supposed to be here or I did accomplish what I set out to do. You you have to make those plans, right? In order to to hit the goal. So um, as long as you're doing those things on the front end, you have the ability then to come back and audit the time. That makes you better. It makes you stronger. So how do you grade yourself? Because we have a method. Like I get an A, a B. Uh-huh. Like A if I did it. If I did it, and it doesn't have a, you know, in your case, a circle with a line through it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I get an A. Yay! We all love right, A's. Right. Right. Um, and we say, have an A B C scale for grade. Like I think it goes all the way down to F. Wow. Oh. I think it's a grade school grading scale. A B C, F. D F D D F right yeah. D F I I didn't get D's uh, I no, lived I lived with those D's and D's man <laughs> don't forget the D's uh, uh, right so A B C D F and um, I I should know this much better but A is like I got it done this is great B would be um, I didn't get it done or or I did get it done but it wasn't the it wasn't my highest and best use like I could have maybe in hindsight I could have delegated this to somebody else um, C would be um, I did get it done, but it was an absolute waste of my time. I definitely should have delegated this to somebody else. Um, D, I didn't get it done. F, it's like, well, it could, and it could be, it's all subjective, right? Certainly. So it's like, you could get an F because, oh, I didn't get this task done because I got distracted by YouTube because I was looking up how to build a spreadsheet or something. Right. 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 So like you can grade yourself an F because you didn't get something done and, you just admit and be honest. Like I got sucked into the black hole. It's a hundred percent about self-awareness. So like, tell, be honest. With so what yourself. do you, how do you, how are you honest with yourself but, uh, outside of like the circle with a, a line through it? So it, that, that's, that's interesting. You know, you were say, talking about the A, B, C, D, F. I, I don't do that. Maybe I should. That's a, that's a good point. I'm on, as a whole, I'm a very yes, no up, down, left, right, you know, what you know, binary gotcha. like type of person. It, either you got it done or you didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's just always worked yes or no. But I will mark in there, you know, in, in, in a different color, why didn't I get this done? You know, took a call from such and such. We all have people who we talk to who, you know, they're talkers. They, you know, a, a five-minute conversation could be 15. And that's okay you know, for them that they're still great people, but right. that, that's going to eat into what your plans for the day. They didn't were. have on their, they, they had 15 minutes on the, <laughs> that's their, right. their calendar for the day and you had 10. I had 10. Exactly. They didn't set their Pomodoro. Right. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> but like, you know, if you write that in your agenda, you know, as you're auditing your time, you're being honest with yourself. That's going to remind you the next time it happens to say, Hey, look, it's great talking to you, bud, but you know, I got to jump or, you know, one of the things I've noticed for me was like um, time between um, off-campus meetings. Mm-hmm. So I just noticed this one recently. Like I, I, I was allotting, say, 30 minutes. It really should be more like 45. 
And so what I found was, you know, 15 minutes here, there, and also over here, yep. you know, I, where I was losing a whole hour doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're, when you're supposed to be on task four at 11 AM and you're on task two, right? Like now you're staring uphill all day and it, it's just, it just changes your mindset. It changes how, how you perform. Mm. All that stuff kind of comes into play. And then somebody cuts you off and you're, you change hats. Exactly. Like, I'm going home. Exactly. <laughs> Especially here in, in South Florida. So no, yeah, no, I love that. I, I, what's like, so just for listeners sake, like give me some examples of acceptable misses, right? Like things for you, for, yeah. I, I can think of them, but from your mouth, what are some of the acceptable misses? Like I didn't get this done, but in, in retrospect, I'm, I'm not mad. Sure. So first, an unacceptable miss is something on that must do list. So if you put it on that list, you got to get it done. That means you got to stay an extra hour, two hours, whatever. You got to get it done. You got to get it done today. Mm. Okay. An acceptable miss is something that you do that is furthering, furthering your, your, you know, I'm thinking business owner, right? Because that's, that's, yeah, that's who I am. But yeah, if it's furthering the business. So for example, uh, you know, a client calls you, they need to speak to you now, something urgent going on. We had a client last week. They had something urgent on Thursday. I lost about two hours of my time, but that client needed, they needed to speak to me. They needed some direction from me mm-hmm. specifically. That's, that's not, that's, that's okay. Yeah. That's acceptable yeah. because I'm furthering the business, you know, and that's going to happen from time to time. I'm not going to beat myself up over it. On the flip side, I got to find where to make that two hours up somewhere because right. right. the work's got to get done. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, Let's let's jump into any like you said calendar management disciplines. So you do the time audit, right? Mm-hmm. You do the weekly setup, um, and then you said the daily setup, right? Right, which is after your workout, kind of looking through your daily plan and saying, okay, these are the meetings. Here's the to do items that I want to get done in between those meetings. Anything else? Like, I I love these disciplines, by the way, and I I, I think all this is gold for our listeners. So um, they're they're extremely grateful to you. (laughs) I can assure you anything else. Uh, one thing I just recently started, um, more for, for me personally and everybody, you know, teach their own. But, um, I started spending time in the last say 18 months. Uh, every day I spend some time with God. I, you know, I Mm. read a devotional, have some prayer time. Um, but it's a 15 minute block of time. Um, which when I say it out loud, I always feel bad, you know, because when the timer goes off, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm saying to God, like, all right, that's it, man. That's all you get, dude. You know, <laughs> that's not the case. But um, I'm, I'm blocking it off and and keeping it just as sacred as everything else. And mm. I find that, like, my my mental health is better, my stress stress level is better, um, because of that that time I'm spending with God. And you know, for for anybody. Anybody else, it may be meditation. I've considered that. I'm a really big meditator, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> considered it. I, I feel like that could do it as well. But no, I, I love that. I think um, it's funny. Uh, C12 organization I'm, we're a part of. Yeah. Um, we have, we're a couple of key players in that organization. Joey's in, in an owner's group. But um, the founder, Buck Jacobs, he was tenacious about his quiet time. So he wrote a book um, called The most important hour 
and he recommended an hour with God nice. each day. Um, and it is, I mean, he, if you guys want, like he, he has a devotional on Amazon. We don't get any kickback for saying this. Um, <laughs> it is, it is a really effective tool for blurring, helping you to blur the lines between business like what you do in your business and your relationship with God and blur them in a good way because like I, I'm, I'm thinking of this because you said like I give God 15 minutes and I just <laughs> yeah. like immediately in that moment in my head I go through three like two scenarios on the one hand I'm like okay I also know that God's word says hey like redeem the time make the most of your time for right. the days are evil right so like I can imagine you sitting there and going okay God 15 minutes is up that's it, man. Right? Yeah, I feel bad. I don't. But. I don't imagine the God of the universe is sitting there going, "No, yeah, fifteen minutes, seriously." Like, because the the other side of that, right, is the other mindset of like, God wants you to redeem your time, right? And I think he he more like he wants you to have relationship with him. That's so. I think that's a really great method. I think everybody should do it. Yeah, obviously we believe in the Bible. We believe in God, His Son Jesus Christ, but. Um, I would say spend time with him, but there's scientific, there's research. I mean, there's tons of science that points to mindfulness, right? Um, taking, taking that time out of your day to really shut out noise and folk, you know, think like thinking it's not illegal, right? right. Yet. Right. Um, right. <laughs> right. So just think like thinking is so vital, um, for productivity, for, kind of lessening stress, mm. increasing f- feelings of gratitude. So I, man, I, I commend you for that, like 15 minutes a day. Um, it's done wonders for, you know, not only for just me personally and spiritually, but just, uh, for like, like I said, my mental health, man, like my stress levels are down. Uh, you said something earlier about that. I, I'm, I'm always poised or, or something to that. Effect. I did. Like, yes. like I, I don't, I, my wife says uh, I'm a robot. <laughs> you know, pros and cons too to that, right? But yeah, I don't I don't stress out about things anymore. I just I know everything's gonna be taken care of, and that there's time to take care of everything. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I'm stuck on your your wife calling you a robot. <laughs> yeah, that's what she you said. called her an asset. So <laughs> I think <laughs> the correct the correct word was blessing. But yeah, you're I'm right. Just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I I see I see that as a like you are a robot, you know, we, t- we like, we use that now as a term of like, it's an ingratiating term. Like, Hey you're, man, you are, you're something else. Like, yeah. Seek and destroy or something. No, yeah. like no. you robot used to have a negative connotation to it. Like you're apathetic or you're emotionless. Like right. you're just, you're just, you know, you're ones and zeros and you're binary. Maybe you are a robot. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I got my flaws, right? <laughs> so, but yeah, she's, she's said that once or twice. So, well, robots get a lot done, um, from what I've heard. I've, I don't have one, but um, <laughs> so maybe maybe there's some truth to what she's saying. But maybe. anyway, I digress. Uh, let's let's shift gears um, and talk. Oh, I'm sorry, we can't shift gears yet. I I would be remiss if we did not talk about time and task management disciplines without talking about your disciplines for managing to dos. Oh, because and and, and I want to I want to preface this because th- we're talking about diff diff the man what time is it um we, we can't we're talking about disciplines right distinct from tools sure so let's talk about disciplines regarding managing your to-dos 
So there's there's a few things that I I use. One, I I do use a, a software okay. for for most of work related tasks. Uh, that's Asana, A S A N A. If you're familiar, mm-hmm. um, I you know I started using that when I ran the business and I was operating the business. It was just me. I was the only employee, solopreneur, right? Yep. Um, and it has fulfilled our needs as we as we've grown for task management and and keeping us on on task as an organization. Yeah. There's other tools like Slack and stuff like that, you know, to each their own, but you got to have something. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what I do is obviously I write down my, like we say, I write them down, um, uh, at the beginning of the day must do. And then priority. Um, I have my Asana list as well, which is in front of me and that's going to include more granular. So if, you know, if my Pomodoro is set and I'm going to work on, client ABC um, Asana will tell me what tasks are within ABC gotcha. and what need to be done today. Um, as the day goes on, I, I, I jot them in my, my uh, digital and my iPad, you know, things that come up. So I get an email, I get a phone call or, you know, employee says something to me, we should do this. We need to do that. I'll write that in there to make sure that down the road later that day, that weekend, whatever, I put that into Asana so mm. that, so that there's a, you know, record that ever, you know, to hold me accountable, so to speak. Um, and, and, and then it's just kind of following that pattern out. You know, I, like I said, the urgent stuff, it's gotta be done. Uh, there's no, yeah. not outside of an emergency. There's no uh, scenario where those things don't get done. Um, and I, you know, I've got, shout out to my family. I've got you know, my, my, my wife who, you know, she'll tell me like, she knows me, so she'll say, like, you're not done with your stuff. Like, you've got stuff. Right. What's going I on? I can see your wheels turning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, do you need to work? Right. Yeah, I need to get this done. Like, okay, go get it done. Like, no problem. So, um, and then the the priority stuff is things that I, I need to get done today. If they don't, it's not going to be the end of the world. But I still need to try to get them done, if yeah. if at all possible. Um, and I'm I'm tough on myself. Like, I know that. I know that uh, everybody has long days, but for me, when you have a long day and you get through it, it's it's kind of like lifting the 200 pound weight, you know, on the bench press. Once you do it, you've kind of proven it to yourself. Right. I could do this again. Right. So I'm tough on myself. I don't let myself slack. And, you know, I guess that goes back to like self-awareness and stuff like that. You know, being honest with myself. So I want to I want to focus in on your your practice of not just using asana right because that's we're, we talked about tools right mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll get to more tools um but talk to me about the discipline that it takes to not just capture the to-do right like and and there's um getting things done i cannot remember his name just left my head um it's not stephen covey it's it's what yeah i'll put the link to the book in the show notes <laughs> Um, but he, it's, he wrote a book, it's called getting things done. And I feel terrible for not remembering his name right this <laughs> second. Um, but he, this is where I wish I had somebody like, Hey, look get, this get a up runner. for me. You delegate that, that goes in the bottom left. Right. But like they okay. were listening to the podcast all the time. We don't oh, have, I see. That, we don't I have that type of overhead. I um, but anyway, so he, he wrote a book called getting things done and he, he kind of gives everyone a discipline. It's a, it's a model or a system 
for capturing to do's. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, he calls those inboxes. Okay. Right. So your inbox is the way that I understand is any place where people can give you stuff and where not, not just where they can give you stuff, but actually like the place that that goes. So email is an inbox, Mm -hmm. right? For us Mm -hmm. and for me and for you, because people send you emails and ask for things in the email. And so he talks about that discipline of cleaning out your inbox. And you said like, I will capture notes in your, in my iPad. If people, somebody calls me and her client says, Hey, we need to do this. Mm -hmm. You'll capture it in your iPad. And then that cleaning out of your inbox is the discipline of putting it in Asana. Right. Getting it off of the, the written form and putting it into Asana hundred percent. Yeah. Right. What are there? So what other disciplines do you, I mean, and I like that, um, weekly, like it sounds like you do you only a weekly review or anything like that where you at, at the end of the week y'all yeah, go back and look at you know what my time auditing and things like that it doesn't take long five ten minutes because I'm the one that lived it right so it's right. and it's fresh but uh, yeah that's that that's it and and how is that different from your Sunday planning so Sunday is thinking forward right it's all it's all forward um, here are the um, places I need to be. And, and here are the tasks that need to get done. Um, when am I going to do this? Yeah. You know, because if I've got, if I've got, you know, I mentioned like not, not being easy on myself or being hard on myself, but at the same time, if I've got 10 hours worth of stuff to do tomorrow and I only got five hours to do it, like I'm not going to kill myself trying to get this done. Right. I need to find, you know, here's what's urgent today. And this can be urgent tomorrow. Like, be 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 hard on yourself, mm-hmm. right? But also be real, <laughs> be very honest and real. Don't try to don't try to be Superman because when you don't get it done, then you're just gonna start backpedaling. I, I want to. I like that. It, what you what you just said made me think of one of the most necessary. I, I would say, yeah, necessary components of the disciplines of time and task management and that's consistency sure right so what are some of the things that you do like anything different to maintain that consistency right because it's like you mentioned asana you and you know i know there's slack you mentioned slack there's, uh, there's a bunch there, i mean there's we use i have a method for time and task management with slack um i don't i have i've gotten away from it right so the consistency piece yeah um I've, and actually i'm using a new note-taking tool um called obsidian it's really like i love it because everything lives there it's like a second brain i can connect notes together so it helps me to kind of retain okay and keep them you know like relate memories to one another so i can they're stronger Anyway, I'm using that to track to-dos, but it's not the most effective to-do system yet. Like they have plugins that you can attach to it and I'm like making a mental note to go do that Um, (laughs) because I have to-dos living in there that aren't populating like an Asana or something like that. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's something that is so essential in, in any time and task management like effort. It's creating things that are going to allow that consistency because we like there's a hundred different million there's a hundred million different types of to do task management project management tools out there right sure and the reason they all are available is because they all look a little bit different um and i'm sure like the developers would all say well they're different but 
They're yeah, serving the same thing. They're serving the same per. They all fall under the productivity right. section of the App Store or Google Play Store. So, mm-hmm. that like the consi- What's the thing then that allows you to really capture uh, and become effective at time and task management? Because it's not, it's not the the tool. Because the tool is just the tool, and there's another one just like it. So, yeah. are you going to say that Asana makes you more effective than? Uh, Todoist, like no, that's ridiculous. Right, right. Asana is your tool, and I'm not. I'm not knocking Asana at all. Yeah, no, no. Like no. Asana is your tool. But there's bu- there's lots of them. Yeah. Right, but your consistency is the thing that, and and your consistency to and your discipline, yeah. is what allows the tool to be to be effective. Right. So talk to me a little bit about that consistency. How do you, like, what are some warning signs? Let's just go there. What are some warning signs that well, you're falling out of consistency and like you're not not being as efficient and, and organized with time and task management. Yeah. You know, earlier you said that like clients a lot of times come to you and they feel like they're being pulled in a hundred different ways. Mm-hmm. Like when I, when I get away from the consistency, cause look, look, I'm not, we're talking as if I got this down. You said King earlier, like that's a stretch. Uh, you know, I struggle with it from time to time, but, but I recognize when it's happening, because I feel like I'm going in a hundred different directions, mm. I feel like there's a million things in my head that I have to remember. You know, you have the task list in your head, and when that builds up, like I, you just feel, I feel overwhelmed. I feel stressed, um, and you almost feel like there's there's no end in sight. How am I going to get all this done? Wait, what is all this that I have to get done? Yeah, right. And you see, but that's a step I don't feel. I don't think a lot of people take is we get to a, a level of stress where we don't think clearly, don't think logically, 100%. but just stopping and asking the question of, man, there's so much that I have to do, but then not taking the next step of going, that's the key. What do I have to do? Right. Right. Now, rather than just being get like it, yeah. overwhelmed by all this faith, these faceless, nameless tasks, like let's put a face and a name on them so that we can actually stare at them and get them accomplished. Yeah. It's, 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 and, and we're gonna take. I'm gonna take it back here to to the MapQuest days. You remember MapQuest? <laughs> MapQuest. Oh my gosh! But like like every trip to Orlando every yeah, yeah. in the summer. I moved here in in '05, and we used the MapQuest. We had them printed out. But like, listen, if you've got 30 places you've got to stop, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just having this map isn't going to help you to get to those places. But like, if you take the time to put all of them in there. Right. I guess you could do that now with Siri and Google Maps and all that. You put all the stops in there. Right. Right. Now you've got direction. Now you're and, and you don't have to remember what all 30 places they are because it's all right there. So you got it out of your head. Man, I'll tell you. Okay, so I this was back in two thousand and fourteen. I can't remember. But maybe it maybe I'm just maybe I lived under a rock, but I did this is totally rabbit trail. <laughs> But I did a youth internship back when my days when I was in student ministry. And on our internship, we had to do a, a, a 365 or 362 mile bike trip from Bethesda, Maryland to Nags Head, North Carolina, out of the Outer Banks. And literally, we rode, wow. took road bikes from Bethesda all the way to Maryland. And my one of my jobs, or yeah, one of my jobs in preparation and planning for the trip was to create a map of each day and what were the major stopping points on the map and what were directions to get to those. So I probably had, there was a binder that every leader got. It, it was, it must've been two inches thick. 
And I had, you know, maybe 50 or 100 pages because of that. Because I, at the time, I, I hoped that I would be more like smarter about this when yeah. I was preparing and planning for it. But I don't think that like Apple Maps was out, like Google Maps was out. Right. But I don't think that they had the ability yet to add a bunch of stops into. No, I feel like it's been recently. It that was they recent, added right? That. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not crazy. But no, anyway, no, no. So like I would, I would get the bigger trip. And then I would have to find out where the hospitals were at on the way in case like something went wrong. Oh, sure. Okay. Or like, where's the, where's the McDonald's in case somebody passes out? Or somebody needs not, a Big Mac. Ex- yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 50 bikes going through the drive-thru <laughs> lane. Um, but it was like, that was so cumbersome because, and I couldn't imagine doing this. They did this years before that, right? So that when the map quest was out, I couldn't imagine right. Okay, well, from here now we have to get a new map from this. That's right. This intersection here. Yeah, like this. Think about like you had to have all that in your head. Right now, if if you take the time to get it out of your head. Yeah. How uh, before I forget? How long did it take you to to ride the three hundred sixty, or how many miles was it? It was three hundred sixty-two miles, um, and it took us five days. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So. Um, some of it through, were through the rolling hills uh, of Virginia. So we, uh, obviously, North Carolina is very hilly too. So some days we did a lot more and some days we did less. But the average was probably, uh, I would say like 70, I don't know, averages out to like 75 miles Goodness. a day. Goodness, man. Yeah. I don't know how you... I don't know how you, did, <laughs> how you did that. That's a good story too. Like you could talk to somebody and say like, did I ever tell you about the time that I... Bike through the rolling hills of Virginia. Yeah, it was terrible. It's pretty cool, man. It was terrible. If you, I mean, Joey, Joey's a biker. I'm getting off track here, but Joey's a biker, right? And I think any biker would tell you if you're getting into biking, you like do not skimp on the biker pants, the biker oh, shorts. Oh, oh, gotcha. Because my my bottom was hurting <laughs> so bad. You know, I, I'm like, oh yeah, this is a, this is a once in a lifetime trip. Like, I'm not a road biker. I don't road. I don't go fifty, yeah. you know, hundred miles a day. Um, so I like, I went to like Target and I was like, oh, I need some biker shorts. So I grabbed some biker shorts, and um, I thought there was enough pat. Like, I thought there was enough padding. Yeah. If I'm honest. Yeah. No, no, not <laughs> enough padding. I don't. I don't know if they make shorts with enough padding. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Sorry. For 300 plus miles. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. not sure they do. It was it was awesome. It was it was tons of fun. We did not have to ride the bikes back. They rented a U-Haul. Oh, okay, cool. And we threw all the bikes in the U-Haul at the end of the trip and took a bus and the U-Haul followed us back and slept. And yeah, we slept. We had a couple days at a hotel on the beach um to recuperate and recover. You know, nice. indoor swimming pool, saunas, things like that. So it was a lot of fun. Um it was a great time to connect the students, but um, yeah, once in a lifetime. Yeah. A lot of learning experiences came out of that. I bet. So, <laughs> but back to, back to tool, right? So I want to, I want to, we've talked a lot about disciplines. Um, let's shift to some additional tools and do you use it? I want to, I want to start with to do's and projects. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we talked about this for listeners. We differentiate between to do's and projects. Right. Um, and this is like, I, you know, when I when I got into time and task management and started growing this competency and this this character quality of like discipline and keeping track of things sure. that I have going on, this was like something that never crossed my mind. Um, the difference between to dos and projects and that to dos are once and done items on a list. 
projects involve multiple to-dos. Right. So the one example is like we, we just recently painted our house. Um, we did all the floors on our house. So there was a lot of stuff that went into that, right? So redoing the floors involved, you know, cleaning one, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then it involved getting all of the, the items out of the room and into a storage unit or we, we just stuck it in our dining room. Um, and then it required like pulling up the floors and we, and we didn't do this. We had somebody do it, but there were still a lot of still things you have to do. Yeah. There were a lot of tasks in that project list of getting new floors done, you know, calling the flooring company, choosing which, which style we want, um, you know, so on and so forth. So that project, right. And you can also think about cleaning out a garage. That's another project, mm-hmm. which is, well, I have to take the cars out of the garage and these are low hanging fruit items here. got to take the cars out of the garage. I got to pull all the stuff out of the garage. Right, off the shelves. Right, but... off the shelves. I have to sweep the floor. You know, and the, you could break down the project in any number of ways, but the fact is, is it involves multiple to-dos. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about your tool. Do you use a different tool for managing projects, managing tasks? No, or it's does all. Asana does yeah, it all. Yeah, it's all in Asana. So it's, it, it's actually broken down. And uh I don't get any kickback from Asana either. <laughs> but, yeah, it's broken down by project, and then within that project are, are, is a list of tasks. I know that they have like like Kanban boards and calendars mm. and stuff you can use. For me, just having the list and being able to mark them off and see them disappear, like that's the, it's the like the scoreboard. Yeah, it's like the scoreboard going up. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Yeah, I, I um, I'm curious. I, I, Asana, I have not used that one. Um, I've used Todoist. I know for our listeners, like there's um, Monday.com is a project management tool that's that. pretty popular on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if like their marketing. I don't know. They you're a marketer, so I know they know what I'm in. Like they know yeah. what I do for work. They yeah. know that I manage a lot of projects. They know my web history. Yes. So I always see Monday.com videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that Trello, Trello is another one. Trello is a good one. Yeah. Right. I've heard that, good that's things. a, that's it's a like, Kanban board. Kanban, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's lots of them. It, you know, it kind of speaks to the fact that there's, there's so many of them speaks to the fact that so many people struggle yeah. with it. Me included. Like, like, like I said, there, I'm not perfect. Right. So like there's so many people trying to maximize their day and that's why there's so many options for, for product, for productivity. Yeah, it is. It is a huge problem, right? And even as we're talking about tools, I'm mindful of like listing off a bunch of tools isn't going to help our listeners necessarily be better time and task managers. So how do, how do we get better at time and task management, right? How do we become more effective? And I think what I want to, what I'm trying to go, where I'm trying to go with this is you might, you might resonate with this where there's situations where the tool is actually a hindrance to me being effective at time and task management. Okay. I'm spending so much time trying to figure out the tool and get it to work the way I want it to. Yeah. How do you work through that? Like, what do you, what do you have for our listeners to, to say, look, Hmm. don't let the tool. Well, look, you know, hindrance. Yeah. It it goes back to being self-aware, right? Don't use something like if Asana is not going to serve your purpose, like if it's cumbersome for you, if it's, you know, then go to a different one. I, you know, uh, I talked earlier about writing in my iPad. Mm-hmm. I still use this app called OneNote. Yeah. From Microsoft, right? I've been using OneNote since I was in college, feels like. 
but it's easy to use. It's easy to understand. Uh, for me, it why why change that? Mm. Why why take the time to learn something, you know, that I might struggle with? That's probably my hang up with getting the remarkable because because <laughs> it, it it works right. It's working for me. If you are trying to set up a a tool and mm -hmm. it's not if it's standing in the way of your productivity, then you got you got to go with something else. Even if you know a hundred of your contacts, people around you say that's the best tool that you should use. If it's not working for you, yeah, yeah, you you got to be self aware enough to say I I got to do something else to walk away from it. No, that's good. That's that's real good. So man, it, you know, there's a hundred million. We talk we use that number that's yeah. a little bit of hyperbole, but there's a hundred million different apps you can use to, to manage tasks and to do's and projects. I love what you said though. Do use the tool. Even if you're the only one using it, use the tool that is easy to understand and is a, a catalyst to productivity. Not That's because, term. Yeah. not because, Hey, like this is the tool that everybody else uses. Right. This one's easy. Not because monday.com is aggressively marketing to you. Yeah. A little too much Monday. Come on, slow down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about filing systems? Filing you, systems. Like, again, going back to that idea of inboxes mm -hmm. and having stuff, where do you, Asana, does she track like past to do's and or like even once you've accomplished them? Yeah. So yeah, that you can, it's all in there. And I do keep, you know, pretty, pretty extensive files in terms of like, um, you know, when I sit down for a meeting, I'll use the, the one note to jot my notes and then those notes, they need to go into a specific you know, folder that I can refer to later. I'm pretty, you know, what's the term like, uh, rigid, I guess mm -hmm. on keeping those things, but that, you know, I kept, I keep talking about being self-aware. That's because I, I'm self-aware to the fact that I know that I'm forgetful. My wife will tell you that too. <laughs> I'm forgetful. So to combat that, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I'm pretty, I take copious notes and and I store them in places that I can easily get to them and refer to refer to them later, you know, should yeah. I need to, yeah. when I need to. Yeah. Yeah. Leave it to our wives to remind us of all of our, that's how that that's works. what they're for. Yeah, right? That's how that works. God bless them. Yeah, that's right. My wife, I, I, I'm everything in life, man, like all professionalism, all sort of like time and task management tools and being able to like, just remember and keep track of things goes out the window. When my wife sends me a text and says, Hey, we need these items from the store. Oh yeah. Invariably I like without fail. I miss items on the list and it's literally <laughs> in the text message, man. So I, I feel you. My I wife feel will, you too. Sometimes she sends me pictures with it and I still will miss it. Sometimes got to run back out of the door. Well, what would they, what would they do without us is the yeah. question. Yeah. yeah. Probably get the things that they want from the store. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> Calendar? Do you use OneNote for calendar uh, or um, uh, like Microsoft my, Outlook? Yeah, Outlook. Yeah, I use Outlook. Been using that for a few years, and you know, it, it's not incredibly robust, but it's just it's exactly what I need and and nothing more. What are some of the features for a calendar app that you think you know capture or captured an Outlook calendar or Microsoft calendar um, that maybe our listeners should look to that would be make it make for an effective calendar app yeah i mean for i believe the ability to be flexible like like dragging and dropping items on your calendar is is a must because your one o'clock meeting will turn into a three o'clock 
And then what do you do about the tasks that you've, you know, scheduled the block of time you scheduled from three to four? Like if it takes you five minutes to, to reorganize a couple of calendar items, mm. that's a problem. If, if you can drag and drop and be flexible, that's a big deal. Um, excuse me. So are you saying that the desk calendar with pencil like eraser marks <laughs> is a no-go or... I'm sorry to uh, Office Depot and, and Staples and all of them. I mean, it, it, listen, I guess I am saying that, but but if that works for somebody, then by all means. Like if, if if that's what they need to get it done in a timely manner, then by all means, use whatever it's going to take. For me, I'm about speed. Hmm. And so I can quickly drag something and drop it where it needs to be. And I can categorize, you know, uh, personal to to business stuff um you know on that on that calendar yeah yeah plus it you know it has like drive time and weather and stuff like that so i like that is that automatic or do you, yeah. do you yeah really yeah if you put like your calendar items in there with addresses and i and i do you know i'll put you know arrive at the office <laughs> at this time and my and address has is the, in there. oh the address is in there oh yeah. that's pretty cool yeah hmm. so I'll have to see if Google does that. We use Google Calendar, mm-hmm. right? We use it, um, I, I think functionality-wise, it's probably the same as Outlook. Um, obviously, maybe, unless they don't do drive time, automatic mm-hmm. drive time calculations. I bet they would, Google Maps. But we like it because you can have multiple calendars, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all on one screen, which I think is a really f- important component of having the right tool, yeah. right? So the calendar is not effective if you, for time and task management, if you don't have all of your appointments, whether they're with yourself or their family appointment or their personal appointment, if they're not on one calendar, mm-hmm. right, that's a big no-no for time and task management. I agree. But now I'm going to have to look at Google to see if they have the drive time functionality. I bet they do. I mean, they've got the Google Maps and they run the world and all that stuff. So I bet they do. They The one thing I do like about Google Maps is they have, um, it's this new component. It's probably popped up on there in the last six months maybe, maybe earlier than that, but it has the insights that you're talking about. And so it'll tell me, hey, like you've been in meetings for 18 hours this week. And I'm like, really? Like some way, (laughs) I don't know how much is too much for meetings, but it's, uh, I keep, I keep an eye on that because I'm like, okay, most people work 40 hours a week and I'm in meetings for 30 of mine. So, so, so I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying it's a really cool mm -hmm. way to review and it's showing you where where there are areas, yeah, where you could make make changes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm not scheduling enough meetings on a day, and leaving white space, right? I mm-hmm. I think what I'm taking away from this podcast is I need to go and re reevaluate my <laughs> my di- my own disciplines, right, and and be introspective and um figure out ways to be better. Yeah, and I'm uh, me too. You know what I mean? Like like I said, I'm always trying to. I like the idea that it's telling you, you know, many hours you're doing this, doing that. Like that shows you areas where you can, you know, cut things out. Or like for me, I, I remember realizing that my, I was having like hour, hour and a half meetings that really could be done a whole lot quicker. And now I'm, you know, I'm notorious for a 15 minute meeting and that's it, you know. And then you make time for an hour and a half podcast. That's right. Cause it's, it's worth it. There you go. No, <laughs> I, I, I'm saying that with, with, much appreciation. Um, yeah. I think I think you don't have time, like just in general. I don't think you get the time to do these things if you don't plot out and plan. Agreed. Um, 
I mean, they can happen, but at the expense of other things, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. I want to finish. Like we talked about this early, early, early on in the beginning. Um, and it's this component of rest, right? And rest being so essential to time and task management. Um, because if you are stressed, if you are disorganized, if you do feel like you have a million different things or you're not allocate, you're allocating too much time to one area, you get burnt out, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the, the word that you used, um, burnout. So let's talk about rest as a component of time and task management, because we, I think we know this, um, but rest is important. Hugely. So how is it important to you, like in regards to rest and time management and relationship with one another? Sure. I'm glad you asked uh, because I'll, uh, I'll tell you there's areas where I'm areas of rest where I'm great at it mm. and areas of rest where I'm getting better. And there's areas of rest where I'd like to be better. So <laughs> what I'm great at is, is sleep. Love. I love, love to sleep. Okay. Really? How many hours a night do you get? Seven to eight. That, yeah. according to, I'm not an expert, but according to research, that is true. Like that is the ideal range of sleep for, oh, that's good to know. for like 90, 95% of people. Okay. I didn't realize this. Sorry. Total short aside. Okay. I heard this from Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, if you can stand the language, he does have very interesting <laughs> episodes, but he, he interviewed a sleep neuroscientist and he said, there's like less than point zero one percent of the world that can function on less than six hours of sleep function on less than six hours okay so most people like 99.999 percent of people in the world need seven to eight hours of sleep yeah yeah anyway that's what that's what i need that was a rabbit trail for me but you get seven (laughs) to eight hours of sleep so so sleep is important for you it's important and it and it's the biggest hurdle that i had was going to sleep at night like going going to sleep, shutting the world out at night at, at a proper time. Mm. Like I, I, I am the guy, you know, it doesn't sound glamorous, but I am the guy in bed, you know, at 930, you know, to fall asleep by 10, 1030, to get up go. at six, right? Like I am that guy. But if I don't, then I'm going to slack it all day. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. not only am, am I prone to maybe not get some of the things I need done, but I'm going to hate getting them done, the mm. things I do get done, because I'm going to be so tired. Yeah. Um, where I'm getting better is taking time off. Day here, day there, an afternoon there, whatever, um, and doing, like, family stuff. You know, my, my family, we like to go over to Disney sometimes or yeah. go to the pool or whatever, but taking that little bit of time for, for rest, getting better at that. What, is, there, is there the residual, like... Um I don't know. Like, are you just storing up? You're not, you're not a stressful guy. Like you don't, you're, I said you're poised, but is there a time after that? Like where you feel overwhelmed because, okay, I, I or is it like, I feel overwhelmed that I went to Disney or oh, like when I come back. You yeah. Mean. So is there like a hangover effect? When I started it, okay. when I started to do that, I thought, oh my gosh, I just lost like 10 hours of, you know, work time that I could have, cause I spent it at Epcot or what. Or whatever. So how did you push through that? And how did you get over that? And um, like, I'm going to just call it the hangover effect. I'm giving, I'm giving the time with my family as much or, or more um, priority than the stuff at work. The work stuff is extremely important. I've got goals. I want to grow that business. 
but it's not gonna it's not gonna be more important than my family. Hmm. So I had to stop looking at family time as getting in my way. You know, of, of, yeah. of getting in the way of growing my business. That's my family, yeah. right? If if we're talking about like, you know, I lost a lot of friends growing growing Agento. Like I kind of disappeared, you know, from 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 the scene. That's okay. Like I'm okay with that. But but family, mm-hmm. that I'm giving them just as much priority. And when I started to do that, I stopped looking at it as losing the time. I was actually gaining the time and gaining the the rest. Hmm. Yeah. No, that's really profound. I think when I, when I think about that, how that applies to my own life, I think about the time when I am prioritizing family, right? And like, just like you said, there's symptoms when you aren't being as disciplined with time and task management, there's some symptoms of you feeling pulled in a hundred different directions, right? There's symptoms when you're prioritizing work over family. And it's interesting because if I, I'm not a great self-reflector. I I am, but in being a really great self-reflector, I realize I have a lot of blind spots. So I'm probably saying this and my wife is a better person to ask. (laughs) But as I think through, you know, think back in areas where this applies to my own life, I think perhaps the times where I'm not prioritizing family and those priorities out of whack, I'm less productive. Despite spending more time at work, I'm less productive because, you know, maybe... Like, not that like things are bad in your marriage, but just there's that additional stress. hundred percent. Right. That mm-hmm. additional stress of like, Hey, there, this is, I, I don't feel like I have the support of my wife. She supports me hundred percent. Right. Just Heather, you know, sorry, I don't want to mention her name on the podcast, but anyway, <laughs> um, just like she supports you, right. but that is like, that's essential then because I prioritize time with family because it is a priority. Mm-hmm. And I know also that if I don't spend time with family and prioritize time with family, there's additional stress that comes that affects my productivity outside That's right. of family. Because you're not going to be able to focus. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, to be to be 100% honest, like, I, like, like you mentioned, um, our wives, the, the weight of priority that I'm giving to family versus giving to, to work was not some there was a blind spot for me mm. i did not see it that way uh, i i needed my wife to tell me hey you you're you're not we're important over here too right right yeah. so uh it was a blind spot and i had to have somebody in my life that could see that and and be brave enough to to tell me what i needed you know what i mean to point it out or whatever yeah uh, so that i can improve it all right so you said there's one area that you're great at Oh, yeah. There's one area that you're getting better at, and yeah. then you said there's one area you'd like to be better at. I would like to be better at sabbaticals, and I learned that in one of your podcasts, actually. Yeah. I don't know the number of the episode. We'll um, include that in the show notes. Yeah, it was a good episode about you know taking time away and stepping away not only from, from work, but just from everything and uh, giving yourself a chance to breathe and to think and to to plan. Yep. Um, I have for about six or seven years now taken the last two years or two years, last two weeks mm-hmm. of the year off. Okay. Uh, and that's my opportunity to reflect and to plan and things like that. And it's, it's done well for me in the past. Um, but I'm not able now to take the, that two, two weeks and really take it off. Yeah. Right. Uh, it just, you know, 
family and business and there's just a lot going on. I'm not able to really take that two weeks off. And so Mm -hmm. uh, in 23, I want to take, you know, five or six days and and just get lost. Airplane mode. No, man, you got to do a month. A month? I can't do a month, man. See, that's what everybody says. You got to do a month. I've never taken a month off. I've yeah. taken a, I think I've t- we take a couple weeks off at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, it's a slow season, right? It, it is a slower Me time. Too. Our yeah. clients are spending time with their families and, you know, typically work starts to slow down for a lot of our clients at that time. People are spending money on mm-hmm. toys and Christmas presents and time with family as opposed to Reach. Know, <laughs> services or, <laughs> right, right, you know, right. things, things that I, I think, you know, for our clients, you know, uh, I'd rather buy Christmas presents than repair my my plumbing right i can do it myself so um but man yeah you got to take a month off and so i've never done it but um there's uh i don't know the book off the top of my head but joey has read a book on it yeah um and the what i what i what people have told me is if you want to know where the business, like how to like another ch- way to grow your business. Like if you really want to challenge yourself and find out ways to grow your business faster, better, stronger, mm-hmm. then take a month off because what you'll find is you will find all of the things that you say, I can't, the, all the reasons you say I can't take a month off yeah, are the things that you need to then they're projects that you can work on. They'd say, okay, if this is preventing me from taking a month off, if this would be a hindrance to that, what does it look like to solve that problem? Yeah. Because if, you know, because if I can't take a month off, not for vacation, but let's just say I'm, I'm thinking in a, in a very positive way and I need to take a month off to have a good sabbatical where I can do some planning work. If you can't take a month off because you of this thing, then solving that will help you get to that place where you can take point. a month off and grow and, and be a better planner for your business. You know what? Two, I, I, I agree. I think people should get to that point. For me, uh, anything beyond two, like at the end of the year, you know, you have that holiday time or whatever. I'm, I'm like a fighter before the bell. Like I'm itching to get back in the ring. So like I can't imagine – a whole month, I, I, I like I love what I do, man. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. a whole month, ah, oh, I just can't imagine it. But maybe one day, maybe one day, maybe one day. Yeah. Well, Chris, I've thoroughly enjoyed our time. Me too. Um, thank you for for diving into this topic on time and task management with us. Um, I, I hope that uh, you, as a listener, have really benefited from this. I know I have. I always learn something new when I spend time with Chris. Uh, like I said in the beginning. And, um, just, uh, just so grateful for your friendship too, man. Thank you for, for sharing about Oculus and, um, good luck on your, your program that you have coming up, your presentation. Yeah. yeah I appreciate it. Um, and I want to close just asking people it, where, where can our listeners find you? Um, where can they look, where can they find, uh, Chris? I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. It's a good platform. LinkedIn. I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. Certainly you can find us, uh, at agento.com. A-G-I-N-T-O dot com. Um, and if you like some good conversation about sports or boxing or life in general, you can you can get at, get me on Twitter. So let's go. <laughs> I'm going to follow you on Twitter now. I'm, I'm, I'm at Chris is bald. You can't you can't miss that. At Chris is bald. Yeah, come on. Wow, you have a full head of hair. No, I'm kidding. 
he is he is bald folks um and uh, and youtube i'm gonna i'm gonna shout out your youtube page um sure. some really cool videos there longer conversations um i know that you did one for ebor city cigars i don't know the name of the business oh, yeah tabanero tabanero yeah. yeah um I, w- I would what a great conversation just watching you um dig into the mind of that business there and, and the owner and um yeah you can check him out on youtube that is at youtube.com slash agento youtube.com slash agento I'll include other social media links on the website. Chris, thank you so much. No, thank you. I appreciate the time. It's a great conversation. I always learn something from you as well. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing you again. We'll go we'll go golfing next time. Yeah. Can we share virtual reality virtual reality headsets? I don't know. I, I don't thirty I minutes round of golf. That sounds great. It's fast. You know, there's no driving, there's no, you know, heat stroke, none of that. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well we'll talk. That sounds good, man. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, for our listeners, we are, are signing off. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you guys again soon.